0: Everybody and welcome back to part two of our next five games. Um, as I say we will rejoin the conversation back at the point where we left it in part one.
1: Yeah, you would you would like to think so. Let's be honest; we'd all like to think the way the state of play is now that we go into the next game with still a one hundred percent record. Which sounds which sounds fairly simple because it's just three games, and I expect that that is the way that Klopp will look at it. It's just three matches. And I think it's nice that this international break has kind of, it's almost bookended this run that we're on now from the start of the season, um, because that's a funny little stint of three four games. And it's just another block of games. So this now is just another block of games where we can start, we can, we can kind of forget everything that's come before it. Um, we know what we have to do. We, we want to go out, we want to win the next three, four games um, before, before the next international break. And, it's significant, Dave, that I, I, you know, you've got to feel we've got to go into that game against City at least eight points clear. And it's worth talking about the situation at the Etihad now because we discussed this at length before the season started. What does what does Guardiola's fourth season look like? Well, are we starting to find out? The issues at the back, the fact that Laporte's not there anymore, they've automanded, who is, let's be honest, brutal. And Fernandinho, who's playing a completely different position, and as good a footballer he is, he's, he's in a different area of the pitch, and he hasn't got anything behind him anymore, and that's hard. And oh yeah, oh John Stones will be back soon. Well, guess what? He's shit too. This again is a this is a great time, I think, to get City. And the issues with them at the back, it's not just it's not just I don't think it's just personnel. I just genuinely don't think. From a defensive perspective, do they have anything, anybody to look to in the dressing room anymore. Now the company's not there. So, is this where we really assert our dominance on the title race?
0: It's where we can assert our dominance on the title race. And I think, you know, you talk about leaders and whatnot, Dave. I think that City chose their own captain um, this season. But look, there's 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 definitely. There's there are definitely. Big shoes to fill, Dave. Oh, they without it, look, he, he's probably. He's, well, he can, he can go into a legend's lounge in the Ethiad because he is. You know, he did an awful lot for that club. He dragged them to, to another level. And Ben away. And yeah.
1: Make and,
0: and, a complete another gentleman. And a complete another gentleman was a wonderful ambassador for them in the 10 years as well. I can't really say too much bad about company apart from that fucking goal last season. Uh, <laughs> but uh, look, I think psychologically, uh, we've got them. We have them on the rack. And I think it's really visible. And it's kind of, you know, the, if, you, if you even want to go back to that Amazon documentary that did a couple of seasons back, you can trace the cracks right back to to, to, to the source there when Pep actually realised in his head, hang on, this fucking Liverpool team, like they're a bit good. That front three are a bit dangerous. You talk about Alex Ferguson and his perch, like, you know, Pep had a perch. Uh, in managerial terms, he was lauded the world over, and probably rightly so for his record. But he's now encountered a team that, that just go don't really care that much about his reputation and, and and want to build their own reputations. And City, for too long, I think, have been getting their, their own way and and you know teams have been rolling over for them and so on. And we see this season that they aren't doing that anymore, which is the first wonderful thing. Uh, and we saw it you know, with, with the two losses uh, at the weekend and, and before with Norwich. These teams are going to go, you know, we may lose, but we'll fucking have a lash at you. And now there's a, fr- a fragility um, noted at the back, why not have a lash at you? Everton could have got points off them. So it's, you know, we have caused, I'm, I'm I'm in no doubt, I could be completely wrong, of course, but in my own opinion, I think we've got to them. And I think we've got to every single one of, one of them from, from Pep downwards. And we're, we're, we're causing them sleepless nights. The fact that they come to us eight points behind. Like, if we were going there, if, if you put the shoe on the other foot, you'd be oh, for fuck's sake. You know, Um, they hate coming to us. They're terrified of fucking Anfield. It's a nightmare for them. You know, our players are looking forward to that. Um, The fact that we've got the home game first, the way things are going at the minute, it could be over by the time we get to April and we go to FA. it might not even make a fucking difference. The way things are going if you take the first eight, nine games. So, look, I think that we are the team in the ascendancy, as I say. We are the young squad. We're we're the, the, the hungry squad. Whereas... City have a lot of players that have been there and done that and you know are, are, as we said the wrong side of 30 uh, maybe just not the, the same legs as they had uh, and so on and and maybe just not the same appetite to go after the league again no matter how much Guardiola drives them and that's then the next factor the Guardiola drive factor um, you know you hear Neil there talk about he drove the fucking Bayern players into the fucking ground and you talk about the fourth season this, this is what he's done he has fucking run them into the ground for three seasons that kind of pressure That they had last season
1: it, it, Do you think, think we accelerated them? that process Do you think we accelerated that process last season Oh
0: absolutely due to, how,
1: due to how hard we pushed them
0: I think the European Cup Completely fucked their minds Because So do you we think were, this,
1: Do you think the City players are like Is the league title really worth All this fucking pressure And all this hassle And this week after week after week Dave, it has we want... to be It has no. to be because they're not winning in Europe no, but what I mean is, is, is their mentality? Is it worth it? Because we got no fucking recognition for it last year, and we threw the two co- domestic cup competitions in there with it as well. So what the fuck's the point? Not what's the point, but is 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 that has that removed some incentive and some determination from them because they just they haven't been uh, recognised for it
0: and, and replaced it with a few seeds of resentment? Maybe is that what you're trying to? But, yeah, potentially. Like I mean, uh, a- I'm just. Throwing it out but there, you know what I mean.
2: Kind of you know it's bound to have some kind of an effect, and you know, you know, you know how City are the only team that have retained the Premier League this decade. So to to go and try and retain it twice is a massive, massive ask, and to go and to, to average ninety nine points in the last two seasons, to go and put in another hundred point season, and to know from from the first five games that you're going to fucking have to put another hundred point season. If you're gonna do it, and to know that you did that last season, and as you say, you won the cups, and nobody gave a fuck because VAR fucked you out of a fucking um, out of a Champions League semi final, um, even though you, I think you, you know, you didn't lose the match. It's it's notoriously difficult to stay hungry and to 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 be a machine. You know, notoriously difficult as, as any athlete. To keep going and going and going and winning the things you've already won, and in football, especially when 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 it's so clear that all anybody seems to want at Man City board level and and fan level now is the Champions League, it seems.
1: Or that I think it's more difficult. I think it's more difficult than ever now, Neil, because the players don't ever really seem to get a break from it. No, There's not really an extended period of time where they can go away and just fucking refresh themselves, forget about it all, and come back and go, right, do you know what? I'm, I'm hungry, bored well, again. Well, you see it more and more now that one season
2: runs into the next a little bit. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean.
0: And, and they've a problem in Europe as well. I have no doubt that the City players are bought in 100% to want to win the Champions League, but they're playing the fans who aren't. That's that's That in itself is divisive.
2: Well, what what, what's the, what is the biggest problem for City? Is it that The fans don't want the Champions League because they're not that arsed about them winning the league either, or the treble. Because nobody fucking turned up to their parade. (laughs) Like, I mean, do do they? I mean, fill the phone box. All I hear (laughs) about City fans is that you know they have a a good fan base because their fans were there when they were shit and whatever. Where are those fans now that they're good? I mean, have they just got bored, or do they not?
1: Honestly, do you know what I think it is? I I I want to boil it down more to the football side. I I think that. City and probably well, Pep probably suffers in the Champions League more so than a league campaign because, as good as City are, and let's be honest, and as good as Pep is, and how, as, as how incredible their teams are, that really, really good size, and we've shown it time and time again. Really, really good sides can get at them. And really, yeah. really good sides can score goals. And if, if if a team works out how to score goals against a team like that, they can go and do it two, three, four times in a game. And you they know? have done. Yeah. And they have
2: and done. And Real, Madrid, Real Madrid destroyed his Bayern Munich in Munich. Absolutely destroyed him on the counter-attack. Barcelona
1: uh, destroyed his Bayern Munich as well.
2: Yeah. And in and 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 the semi-final... Stage and that was you know real real embarrassing game. I remember. Yeah, how many
1: goals did how many goals did they concede to Spurs and over the over the two legs last year? Was it five or six?
2: I think it was five, wasn't it? Because it was only one nil in the first. It was City won. City won one nil in the in the first game, didn't they? Right. Spurs won one nil in the penalty, and then it was what? Was it three-two? two? It was three two to City in the second game, wasn't
1: it, or was it four four three? I think four-three. maybe. So they conceded four, you know, but they conceded three at home. There they conceded three goals at home.
0: And yeah, if there's another, there's another aspect, and it's one of your points, and you've forgotten it, this is the one game in the season where Pep will change his mentality and his playing style. Well, adjust it, not change it. Well, adjust it.
1: Well, the thing is, Dave, I don't think I don't think Guardiola's players are ever let off the leash. I think and this I think this is the issue with them at the minute, where there is a very very specific way that a Pep team plays, unless you can drop in be dropped in and do that job to a T, that compromises the entire system. And what you have I, now... So that's why he hates sunny. Well, do you know what, Chief? This was actually, this is the next point. So you've segued me nicely into that. They've, they've dropped Ottomendi in there, who's not up to it, Fernandinho, who's not a centre-half, and Rodri, who's just due to the system. And then they bring on fucking Cancelo at the weekend, who hasn't adapted this Pep's very specific style of play yet. He gives the ball away for one of the goals. And there are minor issues all over that defensive line at the moment, which is proven catastrophic to the whole system. And, Chief, on Sané, this is something that people aren't talking about. You know I'm a big fan of the company effect and how much I think that was going to be detrimental to City this season. But with Sani being out, he's the one player in that team that if they are struggling to break down a side, which they don't do often, but say against Wolves is a good example now that we're here. They couldn't break them down. Sani something, someone who actually gives them something different. The one player that you can bring on that gives you something very different, is pace, directness, can absolutely burn a man inside out. And can, can bury a free kick as well. Absolutely. And they do not have that very significant change and personnel that they can make because they can drop Bernardo Silva in for 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 Mares. Same same thing. Pretty much.
0: See, have you mention you mentioned Bernardo Silva there. He apparently is looking at a potential nine week ban over over the racism thing with Mendel. So don't that
2: think, uh, well, well he, he will get a ban. He will yeah, get a ban
0: so so there's but another the, aspect
2: the, the FA don't the, listen, the FA don't charge someone without finding them guilty. That's just the way it works. Uh, if you look at their if you look at their conviction rate, it's like ninety nine point nine percent.
0: So he will. They've a wonderful clearance rate. Yeah, they <laughs> certainly do. If they charge you, you're
1: getting done. So it's going to be a ban of of of. kind of like that lawyer that only takes the cases he knows he's going to win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
2: and and just just on City and their change of tactic, unless something miraculous happens, which which isn't going to. City can't come and sit in this year. They don't. Have, they don't have the defenders to fucking come and sit in. They don't have the midfielders to come and sit in. If they and they don't and, have the luxury either. They could potentially look at it at this point in the season and go, if if they win their next two games and we uh, or their next four three games before us and we win our next three before them and we're still still a points in it, they could potentially go. Well, listen, worst case scenario, we take a point. You know, worst case scenario was take take a point. We just don't get beat. We stay. We keep it at eight points. But the, I don't think they can come in and look because they, they came to Anfield last year to get a nil nil, and I don't think they can do that with with the players. This, they're
0: this dea- they're dealing with a different beast this time, Neil. I feel we've, um, we've, you know they, they didn't believe us quite last. They, they yeah, believed us, but didn't quite. Evolved. They do
2: now. We've evolved. We are in the first, even us in the first half of last season, even though we're getting results.
1: We weren't the team that, that finished the season like a train. Uh, to- you know totally, I mean? we were. Uh, we were so much better, so yeah. much more rounded, and we've carried that in to this season, as we said earlier. And we've seen to just have
2: added that level of we, we, yeah, defiance. As you said, we shall not be stopped in this in this endeavor. And you know, you're looking at that, and what you say is right, Dave karen Take last year's nil-nil out of the equation. City fucking hate coming to Anfield, and we always beat them. And if we're not already more than more than eight points clear by the time we play them, we certainly could be by the time we we finish. So uh,
0: you see, when we play them as well, it's under the lights. It's a four thirty kickoff, so it's like you know. I think it was Jay the last time was talking about it uh, when he was on the pod. You know, it's almost like a fucking European night, and that you know, it's our biggest fixture of the year now.
1: Uh-huh. It gets dark early then as well, which makes the yeah, difference. Yeah, November. 10th, they're, they're,
0: November. They're, yep, they're talking about uh, you know uh, greeting the bus and whatnot and doing it like a European night. That fucking city are gonna fucking hate this.
2: It's just what City don't need, you know. It really is. It's just what City don't need. I think. That, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure who they've got in the in the European game just before that, but I think it's we're, at we're we're at home to, we're at home to Genk, and we've got a we we're on the Tuesday, so we've got a five day break there. Um, in what
1: should potentially be the easiest game? They're, the group.
0: they're away to Atlanta, Neil. Um, the game before. If us. we're
1: on the Tuesday, that means they're on the Wednesday. Yeah.
0: So they they have a game less,
2: and if they have to fly to Italy, I believe.
1: Adla- they're winning Atlanta. Atlanta
2: are are struggling in their first four. Or, ho- or, but-
1: or hold on, or hold on to. At the same time, atlanta's exactly the sort of side that could. Score two three goals against them. Well, we shall see. Like I mean, we'll see what we'll see what happens to them anyway. Because
2: they've got a, they've got a run of fixtures before us, and although they look relatively straightforward, the first one back after the international break is sort of higher flying than expected. Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park at half five on a Saturday night, and I think that will be under the lights as well because it should be should be dark by then. Um, so that could be interesting again. Palace decided uh, City have had problems with in recent years so he's just never there is potential because what you've got what, what we've, I think got to say without getting carried away and without sort of trying to say oh shit or, or anything like that they don't appear to be at the same level that they've been at for the last two seasons and I think it's eight games and the Champions League games they've played It's it, it's a fair enough sample size now it's ten
1: highly competitive 10 games 10 games is more than a quarter of a season so I totally agree with you and they're averaging two points a game and this form is more relatable to Guardiola's first season than the second or his third where they finished third in the league
2: I just think that where they where we've added extra gains again and again and again City had had those covered and now they don't they don't have their, their big talisman to, to look to, to come back in and steady the ship. They don't have that big personality in the dressing room. They don't have um, the luxury of having a Leroy Sané because he's out injured and he potentially might have been in, in Germany anyway. They don't have the luxury of of even Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, of having that to choose from because he's again out injured. And I think he's one that's suffering quite badly from from Guardiola's Uh, style of play shall we say injury
1: after injury generally at the moment Kevin De Bruyne can't can't get a run Um, and another one you can look at from that regard is is Benjamin Mendy who is let's be honest integral to how they play when he plays but the alternative is it's
0: not often Dave like really it's not often
1: and that's the thing it's not often but you see him when he's on the pitch he's fucking different class like but then his replacement is has been Good. either it's Fabian awful. Delph or Dave's best mate oh, Alexander. It,
2: even even that little bit, like Delph. I mean, he when he came on last he played for him last season a couple of games, he was shocking. He got sent off in a game and then was suspended and whatever. But he he was somebody that they would have called on. He's not there anymore. Fernandinho, who's been Absolutely monumental for them in terms of how they play and how they win games and how they nullify other teams and how they cut off the, the threat. Isn't the player that he was, as in he's, he's older and we keep saying it every year, but eventually it, it does take a toll. Plus, they're asking him now to drop in at centre back so he can't make those fouls and it's it, he's seeing the game in a totally different way. So, all those little extras that they had, all those little bits that people would say, well, that's why City win, that's what City have, they, they don't have it. They don't have them this season. It seems so. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to posit that, that City aren't going to get close to 100 points this season.
1: I'll go along with that. And I think when they're working and when every when every facet of that side is working, they are a finely tuned machine. There are they are a you know they're a, a Formula One car. But one small one small thing goes wrong in the engine of a Formula One car, the whole fucking thing blows up. And at the moment with City, there's three, four, five minor issues that we've talked through, and that is having a severe impact on that side. Like, they look a shadow of themselves against Wolves. They've created very, very little. They got caught on the counter attack twice in exactly the same way, caught in possession, ran past. And if you're talking about centre-halves, you know, we have probably three, the three best one-on-one centre-halves in the league, defending one-on-one situations.
0: Yeah, did you see Did you see Odomendi for that first goal?
1: Well, that's exactly it what I mean. He fought, serious, he, he just, Seriously. <laughs> Jimenez is running at him, and it's not like Jimenez is a speedy winger. He's a fairly average-paced, quite robust centre-forward, and he just glides past him, and Odomendi falls over. He makes him look like Messi, that like he, he does. He does. <laughs> And all he does is drop his shoulder, and on sprawled on the fucking turf.
2: And you know what's what's telling about that? City looked leggy and out of ideas. Ragged. At, at, yeah, against the side that's played probably six more games. Well, four more games than them this season because they started with that Europa League.
1: i say it could be. I'd say it could be six.
2: Yeah, six maybe six more games on them, and they've played the full fucking side in every game, and it's, they've had no form,
1: and they've had no form whatsoever, and they've got no squad. They've a squad of about 15, 16 players that he'll turn to. Absolutely, and and City of uh, at home, at,
2: you know, it's 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 not the City of the last couple of seasons. You know, they they threw one in last season against Palace, they threw one in last season against Newcastle, but that that was. You know, well into the season, it coincided with, with us kind of having not gone away. And this time, you've, you've got to say the same thing. I think that last-minute goal, you touched on it earlier, that, that last-minute man, uh, Mane penalty and, and Milner slotting home, that's got, a massive, that's got to have had a massive effect on them.
1: Yeah, it goes all of a sudden, it, it goes in the space of like 90 seconds to go, it goes from we have an opportunity here to... Oh, fuck, this now is real massive pressure on this game to stay in touch.
0: Devil's advocate. Um, you know, we, we could we could turn around and say the same when Vincent Company scored that goal against Leicester uh, last season, but our heads didn't drop. We never looked as like, just not arsed as City were at the week. And I always mean, saw highlights, but for the highlights that I saw, they just didn't look arsed.
1: It's it's exhaustion. It, it looks like they're not. Particularly enjoying their football at the moment. No, Certainly they're not, not.
2: They're not on it.
1: They're 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 not finding it as easy. They
2: they must know they're not as fluent as last season. They must know they miss Leroy. Yeah. Must know they miss Vincent Company. They must know they'd rather have Fernandinho playing at centre half as uh, central
1: midfield than than at centre half. And I think therein lies the key difference. When they're not on it, those sorts of things can happen. The city. We even saw it last year, as you said. They're losing daft games to, to Newcastle and the Palace and, and teams like this. And when we're not playing well, we find a way. And we're that side that always finds a way. And that's,
2: that's what I think makes us so beautiful. I mean, absolutely. The, the, the fucking, you know, the, the purists or the, the, I would like to say almost the, the, the slightly lazy pundits, although I'm, I'm biased, of course, toward Liverpool, look at City and look at them you know, rolling over a, a team that, that hasn't really shown up and they score three or four goals and De Bruyne puts a lovely ball in, Sterling finishes it off, and not, and Aguero, you know, scores a couple of goals. and Oh, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it breathtaking? Can anyone match this city side? Blah, blah, blah,
0: blah. It's almost more... They've been matched match for almost, nearly a season, season and a half, Neil, and like, they're still not getting it. But there's so much more, I think, sometimes to watch in
2: a team that will... That, that isn't playing that brilliantly, that is being given a tough time by a, a, an opponent that, you know, that isn't afraid of them or whatever. And a team that's thrown a lot of curveballs and, and has to fucking deal with stuff that, that happens on the pitch and changes of formation, whatever, and setbacks. But no matter what, you're just watching this team now at the moment. And and any pundit out there who's, who's watched a lot of Liverpool over the last, shall we say, since the beginning of January, this team finds a way to beat you. No matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're trying to play, no matter what tactics you're trying to use against us, what happens to us when we concede the goal, we find a way to beat you. And I think that's fucking it's, it's brilliant to watch. I mean, you the Guardiola has had this thing about him where people get a bit pissed off with him and his teams because it's just a bit it's just a bit boring, like because there's no resistance, but there's something, yeah, there's something special about, about a team that just knows, or that, you know, when you watch them, they're just going to find a way to get that, that, that one goal more than you.
0: Here's one for you, Neil. You know, do you feel that we're seeing the baton being passed? I know Klopp's got to win a whole lot more before he'd be considered in the same vein, but like Klopp looks confidence personified, and we see then the, the basically the opposite, complete polar opposite with Pep Guardiola, a, a deeply troubled man who is losing his mind week by week in front of in, in every press conference. Pep's time's coming to an end, and, and maybe it's Klopp's time.
2: What's interesting is that um, Klopp's clearly evolving. You know, he's clearly getting better and better and better because we're getting better and better and better, and you can see us overcoming more tactical issues, more problems, more obstacles. As I as I alluded to a minute ago, but you are seeing him get the recognition now. Sure, he won the Manager of the Year. He's now Champions League winner, so he's up there. He's won as well. He's certainly how many Champions League did Guardiola win? Barcelona was it a couple? Two, I think. Two. So he's only one behind, only one behind Pep in that regard. Um, but he's, he's you know that's again a massive step. It's one thing to have been a manager in a Champions League final, it's another thing to be a Champions League winner. I think that's added to, added to his confidence. You know, Klopp's always going to have that persona anyway because that's how he carries himself, you know, cool, calm, collected, whereas Guardiola is very much the intense kind of perfectionist.
1: Klopp- and I think, see, if this, this has, between Klopp, Klopp and Guardiola, it's almost gone under the radar that this has turned into one of football's great rivalries if well, you want to go all the way back to Germany.
2: It's absolutely classic rivalry. It goes back to, what is it, 2014? 2000 he joins Dortmund, I think. And maybe a little earlier, maybe 2000 and...
1: The, the Pep joins so, Bayern?
2: Yeah, Pep, no, that's it. That Pep joins Bayern in, in 2014, sorry.
1: Well, he's, it's been, what, three years? Three years at City, three years, and Dortmund would have been seven years. Did he, did he take was, a gap oh, seven years ago?
2: There's no... 2012, doubt. maybe? Yeah, it's a it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's 2012. Because sorry, Klopp was at uh, Dortmund for seven seasons. I, I mixed up the the names. Just there is no doubt that Klopp is Guardiola's nemesis. What you said earlier, Dave Karen, about they have nightmares about us. Guardiola definitely has nightmares
0: about Klopp. <laughs> There's no fucking doubt <laughs> about it. He's a tr- he's a troubled soul, Neil. There's no two ways he, about it. Like the man's he, deeply troubled. He is. Klopp haunts his
2: dreams. You know, he really does, and. It, you know, it's not a wonder because he has he has destroyed him on on several occasions. He's also been battered
1: on a couple of occasions, but he has he has really. Um, you know, I, I I could talk positively about Guardiola all day, and I'm just yeah. a massive massive fan. Me too. He, he's a winner, and he w- he wins, and he's won more competitions than any other manager in the history of football, and he's only been managing for about twelve years, so. I think it's remiss to, to talk like that about him. It's kind of like a, it's, and I get what you're saying, Dave. That's kind of the way we talk about Mourinho because I fucking despise him. But there's no...
0: All these guys, their days come, Dave. Their days they're, come they're, and their days pass. And are we yeah. seeing... That's that's maybe what I'm asking in reality. Are we starting to see the, well, the, question, the end of the pep effect? What, what,
2: what, what, what you began with your question was, are you seeing the, the baton being passed on? But What's interesting is the Ferguson comparison, because Ferguson longevity and success over a long period of time was based on the fact that he was willing and able to change and adapt and reinvent. And that's something that's never been tested of, of Guardiola. Guardiola, we know, has never done more than four seasons. So he's never actually had to to go again. He's never had to to replace one side and, and, and do the transition and move into the the next. He's never had to really adapt his, his, his football style, his football philosophy. It's still although not exactly the same as, as at Barcelona ten years ago, it it's it still follows very much the same principles. It's still very much uh one way of, of playing. And and I do think that When you play in one way, as a manager, you you do have your shelf life because there will be a new style that comes along that picks, that is deliberately designed to pick holes in that style because that's the style that you've had to go up against to get to the top. And as a natural evolution that happens, Ferguson was able to do 20, well, what did he do of real success? 20 years of real success, I would say, 90 through to 2010, 2011, but he was able to do it because he changed the people around him, because he adapted his, his style. Ultimately, because he had total control and buy in from fucking everybody. But that came came sort of after after winning all those things. But yeah, and, I mean, he had a real, and the, the
0: disciplinarian disciplinary side of him as well, which was, you know, he was old school, which I don't think works in today's game.
2: Well, I think the yeah, game was very different then as well. I think you could probably get away with a lot more as a manager then than you can now. But at the same time, as you said, Dave it Guardiola is, is is a winner. But he's a four year winner. He goes in and he and it's it's like work, work, work. Run the lads to completely into the ground, absolutely blitz the leagues, try and go as far as you can in Europe. And, you know, then leave after after four seasons. Club is different. Club's never done less than seven seasons at a club. Yeah. But and you know, so so he wants he wants the whole cycle. And so far he's been able to kind of phase out. He's done really well, he's been able to phase out and meld the elements, the good elements of Rogers' side while while really bringing in some some great, great players and um and forging a team that's so strong mentally and so willing to to get up after after bitter disappointment. It's it's not quite true. And the one thing you, you might say, Man City, for me, this Man City this season, they're not
1: mentality monsters. So just on on the mentality monsters things, I think it's it's the the following the following fixtures to us playing City, I think are huge, and I think. The bearing of the following result could really depend on on how our game with City goes because we're away to Palace, but it's a Saturday at three o'clock I think as it stands, and then after us at half five, if 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 City come off the back of a defeat at Anfield, they have to contend with the free scoring and um, uncompromisingly attacking. Chelsea at home.
0: We've pa- we've already played them twice this season, Dave. Underestimated no-
1: them twice as well,
0: well Dave. I will give you that. I, I both arms in the air on that one. And to be fair, and, oh,
1: you're far from the only one. We thought we were going to go to Stamford Bridge and batter yep. Chelsea because they're 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 susceptible at the back. But you, you know, listen, a lot's
0: been a, a lot's been made of you know the young players and the kids and everything. And I think it somehow seduced our minds into thinking that there wasn't a core of good players still there because there are. And, you know, we've, we've kind of seen that. I think then when they lost at, at United, you know, a lot of people maybe had reinforced maybe what we believed. But since then, you know, they've had they've had wayward results as well. And that, that's, I think, the way it's going to be for them in the season. But the kids that they have put in haven't let them down. Uh, Mason Mount, Tammy Abrahams, they've stepped up to the mark. And hudson Adoy's to come back as well, another good player. They, they, they've been lucky. They're another one who have made their own luck. These two kids have stepped up and are performing the Premier League levels to very, very high Premier League levels, um, and that has made the potential horror story at Chelsea not a horror story. Um, it's, it's just not as bad as everyone imagined. And look, we saw them play us twice this season. They didn't hold back anything; they gave us everything. And I can't see it being any different. That's that's a fucking tough fixture straight up. If they if they lose against us at Anfield, my god. Um, even though they're at home, that's 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 a tough afternoon for them. Yeah, and chief, this this Chelsea side, they do remind me of like
1: an early. You know what? It's probably fair to say they remind me more of a club, or not a club. Sorry, a Brendan Rogers, Brendan Rogers, uh, Liverpool team where they've got. You look at our, you look at our side there with with Carrigers and and um, and Gerrards and 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 players like this, experienced pros in there, and then we brought in. Flanagan's and Coutinho's and and is new to the squad, young players and Jordan Henderson's and boys like this and and this Chelsea side they they just seem to approach the game. They don't really seem to give a fuck, do they? They're just they're gonna go out and they 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 want to play their football because they enjoy the football that they're playing and and I don't think going to the Etihad's gonna hold any fear for that that team. To be fair to them,
2: they've got nothing to lose in, in certainly in 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 there. And their front players and the likes of Abraham and Mount that you mentioned there, I mean, they're, they're absolutely over the moon. Both of them being at the club for uh, for a long time, certainly Mount has. And, you know, before this kind of um, combination of circumstances came about, I'm sure he wasn't really ever expecting to play for them, given their, their history with, with youth players and lone players and, and so on. Yeah, but I think the, the comparison with Brendan Rodgers' Liverpool side is is fair. Uh, not the 13 14 side, though. Pro- probably probably the, the second half of the 12 13 season uh, after we signed Coutinho and Sturridge, you know, from the January. Yeah, I go with that. You know, it, it, it is very exciting. They'll be susceptible. They'll have a go at City, but for me, City will probably just beat them because they won't be solid enough to hold them. They won't be able to restrict them to. Uh, they won't be able to restrict their chances and, the, and their movement and so on. They're not solid enough. Wolves, whatever they are in whatever game they play, whether they lose it one 0 or win it one nil or or two one or whatever, they're they're solid. Their shape is very very consistent. You never know. It's a very very tough game. Of course, it's one they really couldn't be arsed with. First one after the international break. Did you say we have the potential if if we're still say everything's still the same and we're Eleven points clear. Do you say
1: that we play first that weekend, or they play? We first? we we play it. We play at three, and they play right afterwards at half five. So
2: potentially, we could
0: potentially be fourteen points clear. It's
1: fucking mental, isn't
2: it? <laughs> I mean, if we were, then that if we were fourteen points clear going into that
1: game, that that game is massive for City. It's Absolutely. there'll be more Liverpool fans watching that than City or Chelsea fans. I'll tell you, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not. Anything could happen.
2: We could be level on points on that weekend. So
1: you know,
0: Fuck, we'd lose the next three.
1: But <laughs> you know what, guys? Do you know what's interesting? It's interesting that you know. Let's let's put Leicester. Let's put Leicester aside, right? Um, but even still, they might kind of figure into this argument that lots of people fucking heads fell off and a load of fucking. Twitter fucking gobshites and FIFA fucking officials were losing their shit because Liverpool didn't sign anybody in the summer. And Chelsea didn't sign anybody in the summer. And there was huge outlays from Arsenal, City, United, and Spurs. And if you want to look at Leicester, they sold who would, people would have said was the best player and signed Iosi Perez, who sits on the bench for a lot of time and comes off the last 20 minutes. And of those seven sides, it's the three who didn't do a lot of business in the summer who really seem to be kicking on, and the other four teams who went and and made significant transfer signings, they've they've struggled.
2: The flip side is is your your Spurs there who you know they fall off a cliff as as we mentioned earlier. But yeah, you're right. That a lot was made that uh, Liverpool didn't didn't do much business at all in the summer, but. Yeah, as I kind of alluded to at the start, it seems that um, they, they've been galvanized by by last season and, and they've decided that they are at that level and they're not going to be denied again. <laughs> Leicester, so Maguire, they managed to get this, well, they managed to kind of move this Suyanshu guy in who they had last season but didn't really play for them. And, you know, I was before the start of the season, I was like, fuck, Leicester, so Maguire, they haven't signed anyone. They've got like, they're going to have to play fucking uh, Wes Morgan at, at centre-half all season. Um, but that's not the case, and he's he's done pretty well for them. So you know it shows that if you if you're gonna spend money, as as the old adage, that's never really fucking you know followed. But it's not what you spend; it's it's who you spend it on, how you spend it, and you know ultimately where that player is gonna fit into your side. I looked at United signing Wan Bissaka and Maguire and I said. Okay. That's, that's great. They're two good defenders for the teams that they play for in the systems that they play. In.
1: But that's what they are. They're defenders and that's all exactly. they are. And they're only going to play
2: as well as that in the systems that they, that they necessarily play in. And I, I literally said to anyone that would listen, spending 130 million on it's really not going to make them better. As a team, as a unit, the way they are, just dropping them in and expecting that to change things—it's not going to happen, and it hasn't happened. They've gotten worse than they were last season. They're conceding more goals, they're sc- scoring fewer goals, so on and so forth. So, you know, you, you look at it. You look at some of the money we spent over our barren years. You know, some of some of the some of the signings. I'm sure we were spending good money, and we weren't really getting close at certain points. You know, uh, certain post two thousand. 14 and then again,
1: auction. Oh, we sure, were buying Annie Carrolls and we were buying Alberto Wackelani's and fucking oh, boys I, like
2: this. We're buying, we're buying the likes of uh and, and fucking Morales and Ooh, Mark Gold. Gonzalez spending no. fortunes in Joe Cole. Fuck, I know absolutely. And you know, you can buy who you want, doesn't matter just because someone's got a name because they were good once or they got bought by somebody once. You got you got to buy strategically, you've got to buy. And-
1: and With you know a, what, seeing yeah. your point there, Chief, there's a really good example here of, of a player we signed, really good footballer, spent a lot of money on him, and it just didn't fit. It didn't work because it was the wrong player, and it was Robbie King. Absolutely.
2: Premier League proven, good, good goal scorer, excellent
1: international level, quick, great finisher. clever, intelligent, creative, but he didn't fit the system because... Benitez wanted someone to play at the left, and and he wanted David Villa, and someone bought him Robbie Keane, and that's what happened. And Robbie Keane couldn't do that job at the left hand side, and it just, as you rightly say, Chief, unless you, unless, unless the thinking is joined up there and everybody's yes. singing off the same hymn sheet, and you're spending the right money on the right players, that's the sort of thing that can happen.
2: Exactly, and it has happened. It's happened so often to so many clubs and the thing is it's it's happening right now to some of those clubs you you've mentioned there. Arsenal I think are, are a little bit adrift. Don't see that Nicola Pepe was worth 80 million quid. I really don't. Don't see that at all. I mean it might take him a while to come good but he's going to have to come really good to justify that price tag. I think he he's quick to- really
0: he's we can say he's quick but we can't say very much else. Yeah, that's
2: that's about it. You look, at, you look at United, I've already said that. I mean, you, on paper, they're two good signings, but they, they were not going to solve the problems for United this season, not even close. And they've got a whole host. We, we're not going to go back into them again. No,
1: we if, could do fucking hours on them, we could do days on the United. And yeah, as much what, fun as it would be, we're not going to. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, we, we look in, in very good shape. That's what this show was it, an overview of the, of the season so far. And I look forward to the next four. And we look. This is unbelievable. This is the best time I've been a Liverpool fan since I was about nine years
1: old. Yeah, and I, you know, people trying to pick holes in this. Is it's it's mental, and it's happening all the time. It's Happening during games, before games, after games. Oh, why is from playing? Here we go. It, you know what? I have as many issues with Lovren as the next person, but he was fucking super at the weekend. But before we go, before we go, we have United, Spurs, Villa, City, Palace. City have Palace, Villa, Southampton, us. And Chelsea, how many points are we ahead in five games' time, Dave?
0: In five games' time, that's after City. I think we're It's 11.
1: after City, yeah.
0: I, I, th- I think I think we're 11, and I base that on the fact that I just believe the determination in that squad to fucking beat City, and to arrive, not just to beat City, but to arrive at that game, they will not, I don't think anything will get in there. they just a fucking f- complete fluke disaster. is the only thing that's going to stop them. Arriving at that city game, eight points ahead. So I'm gonna say 11. All right, Safe.
2: Yeah, I mean I was thinking as as you asked the question, 11 or or 13. 11, 11's probably the one I would go for. I can't see us really slipping up. I can't see us letting it drop now that we, we've we've got the first batch out of the way and we're we are eight points clear. And and I agree with Dave. I think we I think we've definitely had to the the absolute hunger to win that game. Plus, we, we generally do beat them. And that's really, yeah, there's a potential for them. I still think there's potential for them slipping up at at, at Palace. And if you include the Chelsea game, I am including the Chelsea if game. If you include the Chelsea game, and we are 14 points clear of them at that point because of the way the games go in terms of timings, then they I can see them really having a tough afternoon that afternoon. But I think I okay. Think, I think the one yeah, the one you're
1: looking at potentially is, is away at Palace a draw or a drop a win, sir. Okay, so I'm going to say it's going to be at least 13 points because we definitely beat them and I'm sticking my neck out now, we definitely beat them I honestly think we win all of those other matches and I think the toughest game honestly I think the toughest game out of those is, is Palace away on paper right now as things stand right now because I think City are set up for us to go and play them at the minute Especially if the Brogni isn't isn't going to be fit, they're absolutely set up because oh here put Sterling on an Anfield fucking happy days because they might as well be playing with ten men and they don't have a Sanai to come in either who's realistically probably been the biggest thorn in our side from a city perspective.
0: You mentioned Sterling there, and you know it's it's not even that we hate him anymore. It's just because if we're getting his back, we know he fucking he can't do well, anything. Well, that's it. We, we, it's we, not it's, it's nothing to do with hatred it anymore. It's just gamesmanship.
2: Yeah. We know he's going to have a shit game. We know he can't take it, you know, at Anfield. It's the one place that he can't take. He's a fabulous player, but he he's never, you know, he doesn't have the the mentality to come back and and show Anfield. He certainly hasn't so far. And Salah is the one player that really used to give us problems because, as you said earlier, Dave done. is the only one that when when things weren't working in their normal status. Club, club has Guardiola to a T. I think we all know that. Yeah. He
1: offers something much different than anything yeah, exactly. else they
2: have. He, he, he can pick, he can unpick a lock just by sheer quality, sheer brilliance. Like last season, his pace and finish there, scoring that goal.
1: And almost the advantage is that why well why Guardiola is frustrated by him and doesn't like him is because he doesn't adhere to the it's system. Possible. And that's almost the that's almost his biggest advantage, particularly when he's playing us, because Absolutely. we are set up to deal with that system, and he doesn't adhere to it. Exactly. And, exactly
2: and that's why he gets joy against it and that's why somebody like Guardiola ultimately ultimately will ha, has that little flaw in his perfection you know because it's it's you need in some games you need that little bit of flair in some games you need your system doesn't work and it's knowing knowing when you need to make that change or whatever or you know which team's going to take that that little bit of something special to break them
1: down the ga- the game against the game against us at the end last year, Sally scores the winner. Sally makes it two-one because he gets us on the break because he's cheating because yes. he's not he's not tracking Trent he's not like track. he, like like he should be doing, and because, because he's he not doing he what he should score. be doing. I'm sure if he doesn't
2: score there, tackle or we get we get a
1: throw in or whatever. Guardiola is giving him fucking dogs a boost. Absolutely, get from the absolutely. Truck. But he scores that goal because he's not adhering to the system. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, yes. and that in turn was the greatest threat that they had against us. So look, it's going to be interesting. We're in really, really good, Nick. It's eight points. It's five games. That brings us to almost, well, not almost, well, kind of, it's certainly more than a, no, a third away, a third of the way through the season. So we'll leave it there. Guys, thanks for that very in-depth debate, which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way, particularly as the Reds are eight points clear.
2: Yeah, no, it was great. I think we went a bit over time, so I don't know if, uh, I don't know if cut it into two or whatever. But yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it's uh, good to kind of dissect what's what's sort of going on around us at the moment. And yeah, we never thought we'd be sitting in this position at this point. So it's uh,
0: yeah, let's hope it continues in this way. Yeah, we could we couldn't not do it, Dave. I don't think.
1: All right, good enough. Well. Uh, Until we speak to you next, up to eight points clear. Champions of Europe, unbearable last-minute penalty between champions like Reds.